We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I have to imagine that the guy we're about to talk to is feeling a lot better than he has been most of the season. Because Nebraska is winning basketball games now. Three straight wins for the Huskers. They pushed Iowa before that at PBA, lost by 10. But Nebraska, three straight road wins against Penn State, Ohio State, and of course, they just beat Wisconsin on Sunday. We're joined now by Husker Alliance' Robin Washington. Robin, good morning. We're heading into the Big Ten tournament is is nebraska the hottest team in the league right now the team to watch out for is the 13 seed robin well i don't know if anyone is uh in the league has won two straight top 25 road games um with uh, and also win on the road against the number one defense of the conference so you could certainly make the case that uh as of uh two sundays ago <laughs> nebraska is playing as well as anyone in the big 10 conference that's, I mean, it's it's extraordinary. Now, let's talk about this Northwestern matchup. Northwestern tomorrow at 5 p.m. Northwestern, of course, has two convincing, you know, two, two convincing wins against Nebraska. Why does Northwestern, why has Northwestern given Nebraska problems? It's funny because, like, you know, the – the whole narrative is that Nebraska's, you know, they're too small to compete with the um, daunting front courts of the Big Ten, and, you know, their size is usually what loses the game. Well, Northwestern doesn't have any of that. They play a five-out style just like Nebraska does, uh, where Pete Nance, their center, is, you know, around the three-point line more than he is in the paint. Uh, and for whatever reason, that's caused Nebraska's defense a ton of problems. And, you know, a lot of it is, some of it is what Northwestern does. Um, you know, they've were given a lot of three point uh, looks and knocked them down to their credit. But for me, like when I, especially that game in Lincoln, um, and really kind of, it was the same deal out in Evanston. The issue wasn't as much of what Northwestern was doing, but what Nebraska was doing. And you could point to those two losses as two of the most disappointing defensive efforts Nebraska gave all season um you know just their uh lack of enthusiasm in defending the perimeter um their their rotations were slow their closeouts were lazy uh you know northwestern hit a bunch of threes but guys were wide open there wasn't anybody near them uh so any team's going to be able to hit a high rate when you basically make it a uh you know pregame shoot around for them like nebraska did and then the other issue was uh nebraska Acted like they had never covered pick and roll before, and they were didn't know who to, how to switch or who was going to take the ball, who was going to take the roll man, and Northwestern could do really whatever he wanted uh, on that regard too. So um, that was probably the biggest concern in those two games. It was sure Northwestern presents some problems, but uh, the, the way Nebraska played defensively in those two games, it really wouldn't have mattered who they played; they were going to get torched. So. Um, looking ahead to this rematch, that's where it starts for me. Um, you know, sure, Nebraska's been playing significantly better offense over this three-game winning streak, and even back to Iowa, um, you know, to where they're starting to look like they were supposed to um, on that side of the ball. But uh, for me, they, they need to step it up 
defensively in a major way if they're going to be able to give themselves a chance in the in the third uh, matchup here with Northwestern. Because, um, like I said, there's two bodies of evidence of them playing um, not nearly good enough to give themselves a chance uh, against a team that you wouldn't think would present that big of a mismatch for them. Okay, so keep it there then, Robin. I mean, because you mentioned the first two games against Northwestern, the defense was terrible. They, they couldn't cover pick and roll. They didn't get out on the perimeter. So these last three games and, and the wins against Penn State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin, like what have you seen defensively compared to what you saw before that that maybe has caught you by surprise? Well, uh, I mean, Fred's kind of mentioned this a few times, but certainly the the elevated play of Trey McGowan's has kind of been the, uh, the spark to all that. Um, I think he's got like 10 steals in his last three games. I mean, so like um, his on-ball pressure and his ability to take away the opponent's best offensive threat um, the way that you know he was doing before his injury, uh, that's been kind of a real turning point, I think, for Nebraska defensively. Uh, you know, he, he came back, but he wasn't nearly 100%. And so uh, he's finally kind of getting back into his groove a little bit, and he's defending the way uh, that, uh, that that had made him so good uh, before that injury. So I think that's kind of where um, the tide has kind of turned a little bit. But you're getting just a lot more activity and a lot more intensity and want to from everybody across the board. And maybe that's because Trey's setting the tone and guys are feeding off that, but um, you know, whatever it is, there's been a kind of across the board buy-in defensively. And uh, another part to it too is the fact that they are playing better offense. And you look back at when Nebraska struggled, uh, more often than not, they go into these offensive funks and they let it uh, immediately carry over to their play on the other end of the floor. So the fact that they're shooting the ball much more consistently and effectively. Uh, that kind of gives them a little bit more juice defensively. So I think that those are probably the two biggest things you can point to as what's been different this week compared to earlier in the season defensively is you, know, you got Trey setting the tone, but um, you know guys are playing with a lot more fire because things are going so well for them offensively. Robin Washington joins us from HuskerOnline.com. We're talking Nebraska men's basketball, which plays Northwestern tomorrow at 5 p.m., in the Big Ten tournament, Nebraska scary team right now. Scary team, dangerous team. Any opposing coach, any opposing coach in the Big Ten is going to look at this right now and say Nebraska is dangerous. And a lot of that is because of Alonzo Verge. I believe Alonzo Verge is the best player, the most dangerous player on Nebraska's roster right now. All due respect to Bryce McGowan's, Verge scares me more if I'm an opponent. What would you say about that? Well, there's no question he's the most important. Um, you know, obviously Trey brings so much to them defensively and, um, you know, just with his, his energy and leadership, but, uh, Nebraska is not going to win if Alonzo Verge doesn't play well. And the reason Nebraska has been so good is because Alonzo Verge is playing his best basketball as a Husker, um, over these last three or four games. I mean, obviously the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, if, you know, go back to that Wisconsin game, if Nebraska makes like any of the, six or seven wide-open three-pointers they had in the first half. I mean, that's two straight double-digit assist games that he produces. So um, he's been absolutely incredible uh, during this recent turnaround. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's kind of been the story for Nebraska all season is, um, you know, when when they're good, Alonzo Verge is good. And when Alonzo doesn't do the things he's supposed to do, 
Nebraska really struggles. And so there's, not, you know, you want to put to one player that is uh, the best representation of Nebraska season. It's, it's Alonzo, and he's been um, as important as anyone on that roster for uh, why things have turned the way that they have. That he's kind of started to to play within himself. And I guess um, you know the, what stood out to me is he is controlling the pace of their offense on every possession. Um, you know when they when they'd get flustered, you know they'd uh, try to just sprint down the court and. Um, you know, get away from everything that they wanted to be offensively. There'd be no ball movement, rush shots, and um, uh, you know that always starts with the point guard. Well, the, he's not allowing that to happen nearly as much now uh, when when he's on the floor and he's keeping Nebraska under control offensively. They're still playing with tempo, but they're playing under control, and the ball movement is um, you know staying at a high level. He's getting uh, the basketball to his teammates uh, at the right time in the right places. And, you know, the, the next step to that is guys are finally hitting shots. So it's kind of all coming together offensively, but certainly uh, Alonzo Verge is, is the one that makes it all go. And um, the reason they're playing so well is because he has been so good over the stretch. Last thing, Rob, before I let you go, this, this could you know, be Nebraska's last week, last game of the season tomorrow if they lose Northwestern. As you look ahead to next year, you look at the roster projections a lot of be, a lot of turnover probably expected again. What who do you think will be back from this team next season? Well, it's really still too early to tell um, because honestly, I think some of what happens with you know these changes that Fred agreed to, no one knows what those are, and so you know what is that going to do with the staff? What's that going to mean for the roster? Uh, and you know how is that going to impact some of these? impending decisions we just don't know any of that right now so a lot of that is kind of too early to answer um just kind of based off where things are right now we'll, we'll start with the the older guys that have the chance to come back for another year um you know i think Derek walker is the most likely um of that group of walker trey mcgowan's and latman um trey there's there's a chance I don't think he's made a decision one way or the other. I think he's going to go through the draft process and, um, you know, get as much information as he can about what his options are uh, before he makes a decision. So we probably won't know anything on that for a while. Um, you know, I mean, I guess there's a chance that man could come back. Um, it would probably have to be in a situation where uh, he'd be accepting of a significantly reduced role because <laughs> um, that front court's going to be a lot more crowded next year. Uh, so we'll see on that. I'm not holding my breath. So of those three, I'd say Walker's most likely. Um, and then, you know, I don't, th- I don't think Bryce is coming back. I think he's a for sure going to the, to the NBA. Um, who else? I think CJ Wilcher will be back. Um, Wilhelm will be back. Um, just thinking through my head right now. The- I think the two red shirts are going to be back. Karam McPherson, Oleg, uh, Koyanets. I think they really like how those two guys have developed. Denham Dawson will be back. Um, so, I mean, they've got a young core that you could probably build around. But, you know, they the real – I think probably some of the biggest recruits going into the offseason are, are those guys on the roster. And how many of yep. Yep. Derek Walker, Trey McGowan especially – can they get to come back? Because you know they they need some continuity, they need some leadership to avoid a, another total roster overhaul. There you go. Thank you, Rob. Robin, always great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week.
Absolutely. See you guys. It's the Husker Online's Robin Washington in a in a good mood following three straight wins for Nebraska basketball. He's held up very well through yes, this. He's a, a professional. Yeah, he's a professional. Those beat writers have a tough job. I think Fred helps. Um, Fred's even keel. Fred Hoiberg's even keel. He's not. Fred's not hard to deal with. Um, we know coaches that have been hard to deal with. Yeah. And Fred is not hard to deal with. No. He's very even keel. Very, yes, he is. I mean, he's the kind of like you know the consummate professional in the way he deals with the media. He's done a lot of that. Yes, <laughs> I guess he has, hasn't he? Jake? Professionally, yeah. in you know, college, yeah. All that mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's play the game. So give us a call right now. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. Did you win yesterday? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you're one and zero in the week. You are only three games below five hundred today. College basketball coaches. I will give you the coach. You tell me what team he is the head coach of. Simple enough? Yes, sir. 464-5685. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, simple! No, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call to take down Sip and Trivia. I know we're a little late here, but if you're in your car still on the way to work, this is your time to call. 464-5685. Or if you're on your way to breakfast, if you're in town for the state tournaments. Yes, if you're just yeah, if you're just tuning in, if you're in town from, let's see... Theatrice. Theatrice. Well, they're not playing this morning. Yeah. You're from Elkhorn? Yeah. IHOP's good. Hey, if you're in town from York, shout out the Dukes out there. Yeah. Give us a call. 402-464-5685. Yeah. I'm just driving around idly. How do you feel about uh, college basketball coaches? I feel good. All right. Devin, you're up. How do you feel about college basketball coaches? Uh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Devin, let's do this. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Okay, Devin, here we go. What school is Johnny Dawkins the head coach of in college basketball? Uh, Johnny Dawkins, the Duke guard, is coach <laughs> of some small school in Florida, like... Uh, <laughs> Southern Florida. You got USF? No, not USF. <laughs> That's Southern Florida. You got um, South Florida. Oh, okay, S- Southern Florida. South Florida. Like long That's like you said the long description, but the wrong answer. Yeah, I think he gave me a hint here. I'm going to steal. I'm going to go for the steal. UCF. UCF is correct. Central Florida. Yeah. You're a thief. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you I've been called much worse. Thank you, Devin, um, for your restraint. Okay. All right, go ahead. 2-0 league yes. coming up here possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what school is Bob McKillop the head coach of? I have no earthly idea. Been there for a long time. Bob McKillop? Yes, long Bob time. Bob McKillop? He's a long-time head coach. Well, yeah, you're giving me some hints here no, now. That's, Thank that's you. Bob McKillop. Bob I should know this? I think a lot of people know this. Really? Sure. Five seconds. 
I'm a, I'm making a guess. I'll tell you that right now. Bob McKillop. It just doesn't ring a bell. Five seconds. Five, four. Calm down. Three. Um, I'll say. I'll say. Uh, Rhode Island. Not Rhode Island. Devin, do you want Bob McKillop or not? Uh, Bob McKillop. I will pass. That would be the. But I would say I would say Davidson. Yeah, well, you should have said it. You should have said oh, Davidson. De- Devin, I do that all the time. You should have said it. Devin, let me counsel you on this. If you think you know, just do it. It is Davidson. Pull the trick. Am I? Was I correct? Yes, you were, you were yes. correct. But I'm not giving it to you because you didn't want to take it. So one well, zero. You know, I I should be two and zero, oh, and tip the. <laughs> The thief is up 1-0 on him. <laughs> Devin, it's not, it's not a very fair world. This is a chance to tie it up, though. Last okay, question, here we go. Devin. What school is Porter Mosier the head coach of? Boomer. <laughs> Boomer. Boomer is Oklahoma. That is- <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Boomer. Nice. Boomer. All right, Sip, for the win. If you miss this, Devin can steal it and win outright. Uh, Sip, what school? Miss. <laughs> what school is Mike Young the head coach of? I don't know. Uh, Mike Young? Oh, he has no clue. Devin's just in your head this morning. Uh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Devin, do you want that one? Do you want to go to the tiebreaker? Uh, I'm going to pass on that one, and I'm not going to guess. That'd be Virginia Tech for Mike Young. All right, Sip, this goes to you, and, and Devin will go over under your answer. Okay. Very simple here. How old is UCF head coach Johnny Dawkins? Okay, I, sh- I should be able to figure this out. Johnny D. Johnny uh, D. H. Johnny Dawkins is... I'm going to say 53. Okay. Over under 53, Devin, for Johnny Dawkins' age. Johnny Dawkins is over that by a couple years, I'm guessing. So over. He was down early, but he came back and won 58 years old for Johnny Dawkins. So, Devin, congrats for hanging in there. The Thief did not win today. You still win. The bagels. Nice. I almost had the sweet. <laughs> Not really, but thank you, Devin. Yeah, now, do you yes. like bagels, Devin? I do. Good. Good. Well, you're getting a box of them. Yeah, you get a box. box That'll be good for you today and good for you the, this week, a snowy week ahead. So thank you for calling. We really appreciate it. Sip, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me win. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Sip, you just let him win. I didn't let good him work, win, Devin. yeah. Devin's out I of tried. here. I and there Those are difficult, Jake. Well, I, I can't give you bunnies all the time. It'd be, it's trivia. you got to earn your win. Yeah. You what, did. Who's the head coach of Duke? <laughs> How about Kentucky? Hey, what's Syracuse's head coach's <laughs> Where's that voice come from? It's the, the wimpy guy over there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Now what Now what are we going to talk well, about? Well, we'll have uh, the top of the hour next because we're hanging in there. You'll be here for another half hour. I'll be here, I'll be here for 45 minutes. Because old, no old school again. If you're just tuning in, state hoop starts at nine. We got eight fifty pregame though. I'm going all the way up to eight forty five. Rico will be here. Harrison will be here. You'll be here for a while. Okay. The show is not over. More yep. next on early break on the ticket. Guys, do you want thicker? 
Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller.